Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Oh, Lisa Rubin, here we are. Hello, Katie. Let's good morning, more. good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day whatever it is. Whatever time of day you happen to be tuning in, right? Exactly. By the way, I also <laughs> yes. have heard from many of my people that have been giving me feedback that I get listened to or we get listened to in the middle of the night. Oh, well, I believe... When we can't sleep. <laughs> well, exactly. We are a certain age, some of us. That's that's part of it, too. I think some of the fun things we're talking about, one of the things I want to touch on, too, as we go forward and as we look to doing more podcasts is transitions. Where are people at in their life with transitions? A lot of your client base, you've talked about it before, is starting to transition. They might be retiring or going to do more board work or something like that. And so as we have new people coming on board no pun intended, new people funneling in to find your services and realize the importance of wardrobe consulting as the clients that I'm working with that are transitioning are downsizing. And in a lot of cases, the downsize actually gives them the time to really think about the space and how they're going to use it. And they end up feeling like they have more space to use. So as we transition in our lives, there's a lot of them, right? I want to keep talking about that. And as we bring people on, how many people stay in a job now for 25 years? We're going to have Amelia Santanello on as our guest in a few minutes. And 25 years, who spends that amount of time at one place? Other than myself, because I've been a wardrobe consultant for 38 years this July. You've been doing uh, the same thing, but you've I've been, been on your own. I've been doing the same thing. I mean, I've been developing it in different ways. I started at Dayton's in the FYI wardrobe consulting service, um, and then I went off on my own. Yes, I, I don't remember exactly how many years it's been now, but it's probably been half. And your focus has truly been on wardrobe consulting from day one, which is... Day one. Which, if you go back and listen to our early podcasts, we talk about how we got to where we are. I think design and space planning has always been woven into what I've done, and has been a large part of my business in different iterations. So yeah, you're right. You really talk about what people need in their life. And when you're planning their spaces, it's very important to you. It's not because you did it for me. Right. It's not about designing that gorgeous closet. It's about what do you need that's going to work for your family and yourself so that you feel good about moving about your house. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I I think that is critical. And we can make it pretty, too. Of uh, course you I, can make it pretty, but that's not your top priority. Correct, it's not correct. about all the bangles you're going to put in there. Exactly. If you want bangles, you can show them bangles. Yep. But that is not what you're all about. And if you're going to have those bangles, they've got to make sense for you. Exactly. When you're doing your closet, I've seen a lot of spaces that I look at them and I think, why did they, why did they overdo for what they needed? And it's not about how much money you can spend or what that bottom line is. It's how does it work for you? And again, we can go back and look at that with what you I do. do. Yeah. Exactly what you do. Now, interestingly enough, we talked last time about, you know, the different sizes and all that. And you'll notice what I'm wearing today. I am noticing you're wearing sleeveless. And guess what? So am I. I know. We both, we both have very similar dresses on, only in completely different 
uh, color patterns, right? Right. But I was looking at some of the clothes in my closet today when I was getting dressed, and I thought, that's not fitting well, but I think I could have it altered. And then you come along, and you tell me about... That I just went and had some of my stuff altered. So I took a couple pairs of pants that I have that were a little wider leg, and yes, wider legs are in now, but this was more for my, not my professional, but for golfing and for more active stuff. And I love these pants. They just had a wider leg. So I took them into my favorite alterations person at Lamone Taylor, Reza. And I'm like, I want to make these more narrow from the knee down. And we talk about it. And he just, he's great. He's great. He always knows his stuff. He's very confident. And if he can't do it or doesn't think it should be done, he'll say, I'm not doing that. And if I remember, he's a little bit of a character, isn't he? He's a character. He is. And I send a lot of clients to him. And they all just really like the work he does. And he, when he says he's going to do it, he does it. It's always on time. And uh, it's, it's something that people need to think about. Instead of going out, rushing out to go buy something new, maybe there's something in your closet you haven't worn for a long time. And I always ask the question, why? And when I get the response, A, it might not fit, or it's too big, or I don't like the sleeve is wider, whatever it may be, I say, well, if you like it and it's in good shape, maybe you should consider spending the money and altering it. Exactly. But what I tell people is that you can alter any piece two sizes. Okay. So let's say you were a size 12 and you lost a bunch of weight and you wanted... From now your you're mouth an eight. to God's ears, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're an eight, right? generally the the clothes in your closet can be remade down to that size eight. It costs money and some things are worth it and some things are not. Cheaper than a whole new wardrobe and worth looking at. Now, have you gone into people's wardrobes and looked at those things and said, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. So that right there is savings in and of itself. And then you work around that when you're when you're going forward. I had a client, I actually had two clients who've lost over 100 pounds and I've been helping them for many many years and I they think have, I found some. You found some what? Of their 100 pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I've been helping them for many many years. So I knew the clothes in their closet, right? And she's like, "Okay, I'm so excited I get to go buy all new clothes." No, 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 no. You don't have to buy all new clothes. Let's take a few of those really great pieces. We'll go in I go into Moan Taylor's. Let's go with Reza. I will meet you there. And we will discuss if these can be recut or remade. Ooh, maybe Reza has story. We should have Reza on. I think Reza was uh, was vying for a position yeah, to come I, on the podcast. He listens to my podcast. <laughs> he is a character. He's Does great. he listen to mine too? No, only mine. I see. Okay. <laughs> on our podcast today, we have Amelia Santinello. And I'm so excited to talk. I... I just think she is fantastic. She recently celebrated 25 years on WCCO, 25 years on the same station, working next to her husband, by the way, which is pretty incredible. So think about that kind of time spent together. And uh, I'm sure she has stories, but really, I want to know what is the key to her longevity for 25 years and the transitions she's gone through. So it's time to welcome Amelia Santanello.
Amelia Santanello, we are so happy to have you with us. Happy to be here. Transitions. We were talking about that earlier. You're in a transition right now. We are. We are. are. Is, your la- is this is the last the one? Twins are the twins are, they'll be, so we have twins, the older ones in school, and these two, it'll be it. So we're getting two at once, which is like really <gasps> oh difficult. Are I mean, they going to I've different going places? To, they are going to different places. So we have. Is that sad for them? Well, oh, they no, had, they're were so they ready. at different high schools also? They're at different high schools too. So, oh, they were. Yeah, okay. they were. I will never forget kindergarten, our uh, kindergarten teacher who I love, Mrs. Martin. She came up to me. She said, you may want to separate them. And it's kindergarten because that was the first time I had them in the same class. And she said, because Frankie's girl, more advanced than Joe. Like, nor, but Joe's at the right pace, you know, yeah, right. but Frankie was more advanced. She said, he's trying to keep up with her and it's making him like his confidence. I could see it going down. She said, but he's right on target. It's not that he's behind. He's right there. So then I was like, you know what? I am going to just, so since kindergarten, they, they went to a small school, you know, grade school. So they all had the same friends and all that. But in high school, he went to all boys and she went to Holy Angels and it was fine. Although she did say, I, I, I'm going to be sad not seeing him. Yeah. It was yeah, funny because be he's the big softy and she she's, she's the tough one yeah she's kind of tough because she's kind of like well whatever but where, are they, where are they going he's going to st john's he's going to play football there oh. and, and she's going to university of denver oh yeah oh fantastic yeah. school yeah nice so, place to and where to is visit. your yeah. one? yeah he's just at university of st thomas oh so you get to see him well and you know he's at school he's you at get college. to see him yeah but he, i was like <laughs> i had all these visions of oh he's gonna come home on sundays i'm gonna make dinner yeah. he's gonna bring friends <laughs> and, oh my gosh and you know and friends told me who went locally at the yeah. u and everything yeah they said you're not it's gonna be like he's out of state believe me when it happens and he really very rarely came home. Yeah. So you weren't that mom that just said, honey, I'm going to go meet you for lunch. Oh, you oh couldn't because it was COVID. Yeah. No, you know, he, if, for COVID, he did come home for the first, the semester. So because it was all online anyway. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to, I'll be home. So he was home, but he slowly, you know, went back and, you know, those kids don't care. The teenagers did not care. So um, when he started going, I'm like, you need to move back into your house because I don't want our kids exposed. Right. We don't want to be exposed. Because they were playing sports, right? And now, I was like, did your old is your oldest playing football at St. Thomas? He was playing basketball. Was, he played oh, that's basketball. Right. He's the basketball player. He yeah. played basketball for the first year, and that's why he chose to go to St. Thomas. I think he might have a little bit of a regret about not going out of state. I asked he can him that, still. and that's what I said. Well, after he decided his sophomore year he didn't want to play basketball, I said, "Well, transfer. Now's the time to do it." And he got into. Uh, he wanted to go to C- CU, University of Colorado. That's where Frank went, and I'm like, "Well, then go." And then he was like. Well, I've kind of made my friends. You know what I mean? He kind of had his life already. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. Because I can't get in until spring semester. And I was like, that's kind of weird. So we would have been moving halfway. And, and I was like, we can figure it out. Whatever, you know, you want to do. I said, I just don't want you to have regrets. And he was kind of like, well, you know, I can always move for a job. So he seems fairly happy. Yeah. The one went away and played on a D1 scholarship for two years out state and then came back Doing and finished what? up here. She was volleyball. volleyball. Our middle daughter went as far away from the two crazy athletes on it she was an athlete also but wasn't going to take it into college so she went out to california and then the youngest played volleyball for the gophers and oh. talk about seeing her the only time we got to see her is when we went to the games, games and yeah. <laughs> got to say How hi fun. and she was she was very much uh doing her own thing but even there you know i think that's a natural thing with kids at that age is to have regrets about did i do the right thing because even for her it took through getting to her senior year before she was like yeah i feel i'm where i want 
want to be. Really? Our daughter, it's been hard, not hard. She is a really good basketball player, so she was getting recruited. And my husband played football at Air Force Academy for one year, mm. then transferred to CU because he didn't want to do that anymore. And he regrets that. So a lot of times I think he kind of puts that on our kids a little yes. bit. I mean, yeah. I play, all of our I, regrets we put on. Yes, we do. It's so, so true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I played D3 volleyball. I mean, because back in the day, you didn't have to be six feet tall. I was a setter, you know. But D3 back in the day was very easy. It's not like D3 now is like probably what D1 used to be back when I was going to school. I think you're right. Because I think D3 is still, is hyper, it's competitive. But anyway, Frankie decided, she's like, I don't, I don't want to play, I don't want to play in college. I want to have a college life. She doesn't have, I don't think, she's been playing so long and she's been playing year round. Like I said to my husband, give her a little bit of a break. You know, even when she was going through it, because she'd be like fall ball, then high school basketball, and then AAU, she'd have maybe a week or two off in, you know, in August. I mean, this poor yeah. girl, yeah. she never had a spring break because it was always like state championship. Sure, or you were sure, right. And she was just like, this year we thought it was going to happen with COVID, but no, they went to Figured state. Figured out how to yeah. write AAUs and MYAS. Yeah. But she yeah. can pick. Yeah. She can do a pickup intramural. Yes. And, and that, which I think she, I think that she's going to miss it because she loved it when she played. So she can either play intramural or club. And I think so it'll be interesting because I didn't say anything to her. And she's like, well, mom, it's not like I'm never going to play again. She said, I mean, she could be a walk on too. That I was going to say, you yeah. don't know what that coach, if that coach yeah. figures out that she's there and has that background that might bring her in. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But the, when talking about transitions with Amelia Santanello, and I think the thing that is hard is that's your social, that's your it social is. structure, especially if Frank's been involved coaching, if you've been involved coaching, or just even sitting in the stands with those same people, and all of a sudden it's gone. And it's different in college too. Yeah. We Frank and I were talking about that. For high school. I mean, I'm going to admit there'd be times I'd be like, why are they here looking over at parents? Like, they don't have any kids playing. It's been years. I said to Frank after Frankie's last game, I said, oh my gosh, we're going to be, that's who we're going to be. We'll be going to <laughs> high school games. Why? Because that's what we have done for so long. Yeah. And I enjoy watching it. I enjoy high school sports. We will have our son. We'll be able to watch him at St. John's, which will be really fun. But I think I, I, I enjoy that environment. It's a lot of fun. Now, you'll get to see one. Johnny Tommy, right? No, unfortunately, we they're thought that they were going to do it this spring. Yeah, I thought so. And that would be it, but they've decided not to do it. And oh. so we don't, we're not going to have that rivalry in the house. But crazy. Uh, yeah, that was, that's such a fun game to go to. That is by a fun the game. Way. I went to St. Ben's for a couple years. Did you? Yes, I did. Way, way back in the Stone Ages, and also played D3 volleyball and basketball, where I really think there it was a stone we were playing with. I'm not sure it was quite a while ago, but <laughs> I love the I love the background of athletics. Where did you go? I went to a university. It's in Pennsylvania called Marywood University. It used to be Saint like Saint Kate's. It was an all girls school, oh. and then a couple years before I got there, they went co-ed because they couldn't sustain on all girls. So it was a Catholic university. How did you end up? in Minnesota. My I job, for the job. In this business, you travel around a lot. And um, my father was in the Air Force, so we traveled a lot. So it sort of prepared me, I think, for the business. I was able to acclimate quickly because I had been I did that my whole life. And then he retired. So we moved to Pennsylvania, where he was from outside of Scranton in the Poconos. And then I got into this business. And then I came here. And I do remember coming here and they were, I'll never forget in my interview, they said, so where do you see yourself in five years? And at that point, I was just tired of moving. So I said, I kind of want to just settle down, have some roots, just do that and 
25 years later. Here you are. Yeah. Well, and talk about the transitions. If you think back on, and and probably the last, what, maybe we're a month out from really that the big celebration of you and your love letter to Minnesota, which was so beautifully oh, done. Thank and you. just those transitions as you're looking through it, you forget them until oh you my see gosh. them, right? Let's just talk about hair transitions. Oh, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> Look at my, we were laughing about that. And actually one of our producers said, I would like to put on the web your different hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, different. I came with really, really short hair, which I think I'm going to go back to at some point. So easy to take care of. What was your but, favorite hairstyle? Which one did you feel the best in? That's a, I, that's a good question. The one, I think it was one of my shorter hairstyles where it kind of like flipped out, you know, it was just it's an easy hair like a wispy kind of wispy exactly i think that might have been one of my favorites although the longer is so easy to take care of too you know the ponytail you, you can pull it up and all that it's funny though because we get when you're on tv i'm sure you're talking to belinda you get emails you get a lot of you <laughs> that's know, what the, we hear yeah <laughs> like what's going on what are you doing <laughs> the biggest controversial hairstyles when i got bangs he cut them too short instead of having like a longer bang here and i was I was like, oh, okay, they'll grow out. When I tell you the amount of phone calls and emails, <laughs> it was so crazy. And that was before social media, right? And it was actually, remember, when I started, I mean, emails weren't even that big. It was slowly starting to get big. Um, so I'm really aging myself, dating myself. But yeah, people that people were like, what's they going on? They were completely on? thrown off. Yeah, they either really, I would say the majority didn't like the bangs, but there were some who really liked the bangs. So it was funny, though. And I was well, just like, they're going to grow out. You know, and really, honestly, isn't that kind of why we do the show? Literally, you are an award-winning journalist. You <laughs> do serious stuff. The news every single day. You've been on national news and all of that. And you probably get the most contact from people about your hair or maybe. I think or it's your women. Yes, clothes and women. too. It's, it's, I, I think it's, you can ask any female female on air and they will tell you the same thing that is the email that they get the most things you know about the subject that is the topic that is discussed the most right men because i'll ask my husband he never gets an email about his clothing maybe once in a while about what was that tie you know but it's so rare as women we get it all we get what about your hair your makeup your clothing it's yeah kind of why we're doing this the Take view in your mirror for everybody right. is always from the outside first yes. right yes and if people don't like what you're wearing or don't like your hair or whatever sometimes they think differently and yeah. that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And I get, because listen, I have a reaction to sometimes if I see somebody, I'm watching the news and I'll be like, oh, hold on. And then I stop myself because I go, oh gosh, this is how people think of me when they're watching me. You can't help it, right? Well, I, think, I mean, sometimes you just can't help a reaction to Mike Max's suits. Come on. <laughs> I love Max. I love him. He's I very loud. Him. Yes. Is, and the thing isn't. about me is I love color yeah. and I love patterns. It doesn't translate on air. So it's more, it's, it's like uh, patterns don't. Right. Colors I will wear. If I can find a color, I will wear a color. Does Do it make you, you feel good? Is that why you like color? Like I don't know. I just I'm a color person. My favorite color has been purple. My you know, for as long as I can remember. I love bright colors. So it looks better. I think on the air it makes you pop, but it's um it's gotten a little easier over the years because before it used to be suits, right? All the time. You had to wear suits. And then it slowly started transitioning. I'll never forget seeing on national news anchors wearing dresses and, you know, sleeveless things. And, and I was just like, what's going on here? But it's nice now because 
because you can wear a little more, I'd say, casual. You don't have to be buttoned down wearing a suit. So, and we, by the way, we can't write those off. We couldn't write them off. I, I know that because I've yeah, helped so you know, several right? people. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Because like, you could, and, and you don't even else. get a budget. No. For the clothes. I, no. I, I do know that. Yeah. Yes. And so it's too bad. I, it is. And because I was like, I'm not wearing these suits anywhere but work. And I can prove it to you. Rent so, the runway. Have you ever thought of that? I've, I'm doing that because after years of spending so much money, Absolutely. I mean, I still will buy clothing, you know, to even and out. But after years of buying clothes and buying clothes and I saw this and um, I'm like, well, why not? And it's fun because I do rent the runway for a lot of my clients yeah. now. It's Instead fun. of buying a whole wardrobe, it, especially clients that have very special things that they're going to eat. Now it's yes. webinars, it's Zooms, it's whatever. I'm like, no, we'll just do this. But the nice thing probably for you is that you are seeing... Let's, things come in, you wear it on the air and you might think, oh, you know, I really like this. I like how it feels on me. A, you can buy it yeah. if you want, or you can look at who it is and then you can go online and say, oh, what else do they do? 100%. Because maybe there's something outside of work that you might want to purchase from that designer. 100. It does. It, it's like, it's a lot of fun. And then we do a lot of, well, it's been a while, but charity events, you know, the black tie events. So I would buy a dress, right? You buy clothes and you really don't, it's rarely wear it again, maybe two times, maybe three. I save all my stuff like that stuff because I will work it in there and wear it some other time, you know. Well, and clearly your husband has not rented the green lime suit that he no. wore for... <laughs> The Lime fundraiser. No, no, he didn't. No. He actually it sits in the closet, does it? He I think Lisa Nigerian gave him that jacket. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I know Lisa and that <laughs> does great. not surprise me. That makes sense. We have been talking all around all sorts of wonderful things with Amelia Santinello. And we're gonna take a break because we're gonna talk about Rustica Bakery, our sponsor, and ooh and ah over how great they are. And then we'll be back. We wanna talk about what happens if you have a fight with Frank. <laughs> and all sorts of other really great information that we can get from you. So hang tight. We'll be back. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list, and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market. And Southdale Center next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store. Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the Take and Bake Cookies, available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. And we are back with Amelia Santinello. I'm Katie Harms. You are Lisa Rubin. And this is The View in Your Mirror. And we love getting to know you a little bit better. Even though after 25 years, I feel like we all just have such warm, wonderful feelings. Oh, and I mean, Minnesota's your home. And working next to your husband for the past how many years? 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. Because you were on air before he 
got here. Yes. We actually both, I got here in May of 96 and he got here in October of 96 working at another station. <laughs> but um, Forgot that. And then we met at a charity event in December of 96. So, but he came over to WCCO 16 years ago. Yeah. And it was, I was saying during our, our break there, we really didn't think about it. Like, how working together what it was going to be like you figure you're married to somebody it's going to be fine right so I will say I was happy to have him there and work with him but it was a little tense for me because in my head I kept thinking I want it to be professional I don't want people to be looking at this and thinking oh are they going to be unprofessional and talking about their lives and all that so I was a little more tense initially and he was good about it. He was just like, you need to just relax a little. Just, I'm going to be fine. I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> On the air, he is going to say something inappropriate to me, you know? But we settled down. It was, I would say it actually is good for our marriage. In the beginning, especially because before, if we were arguing or disagreeing on anything, we had to just get over it deal with it because when you're on the new set you we can't be ticked off at each other because i think that comes across you can see that right and it's funny the first i think second week or so he said something or he did something and i was kind of like just looking at him and i think i stepped on his foot <laughs> you know not trying to show that i was a little aggravated with him and then we went to an event a couple days later and one a viewer we met there he brought it up he goes we could tell we were wondering were you a little <laughs> upset with him and that's when I went, oh, gosh, we really need to let go of stuff before we go on the air. So it's been good that way. You know, yeah. you kind of deal with it and then just move on for it because I'm a grudge holder. Oh, I'm going to be honest. Okay. I will hold a grudge. And Frank is not. And Frank really isn't. He's a typical man. You know, they forget about things in the next five minutes. Right. Yes. So he calls me Michael Corleone a lot of times. He's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, you need to let go of some things. So this has helped me deal with that. Sure. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And... You have some quiet time to and from. You don't. You don't drive to. The oh no! He thought it was very sweet. He thought we were going to work together and we were going to carpool together. So I had to tell him, "I love you, but I need some time alone. That's my time where I can either listen to the radio or I'd be in complete silence or talk to friends. Do you know what I mean? I said, or family. That's that's my kind of time, and that's worked out great too. Now, it how did been. that work when you were home for? <laughs> 15 months with 15 COVID. 15 months oh, with COVID. Where did I, you get your alone? Like, how did you, do you have spaces in the house that you could? We, you know what? It wasn't that bad. It really wasn't <laughs> in terms of being together like that. We actually, we have a cabin. So for, we went there to just kind of change the scenery and we had the kids. And so it was kind of nice to have that environment together with the kids because our son came home from college. So there was actually the five of us again. Because when he left for college, I was like, we'll never be the same again. The <laughs> dynamics have changed. You know, that's all that was going through my head. So that was kind of nice to have that. So I think we were able to have our own space in terms of being with each kid and hanging and doing our thing. And it was good. It is interesting to me. Everyone we've talked to during COVID has found more positives. Yeah. Of course, there are the negatives, but maybe it's just the kind of people we choose to hang out with, Lisa. I don't right. know, or maybe how we view ourselves, or that truly part of the view in your mirror is how you see your day and how it starts out and what you're working through. Right. And I think now that we're hopefully seeing all the light at the end of the tunnel is the fact that we can now look back and see more positive. Yeah. 
Because when you're living it, you, when mean, you're you living don't realize it, it, I don't think. Right. What do you think has changed? Has anything changed in the newsroom or going forward to how the news is delivered that will be beneficial from COVID? I will tell you the one positive thing from COVID, I don't know if we call it positive, but helpful is doing the Zoom interviews because a lot of time as a reporter, you're t- you, you are kind of at the, I, I, you have to go with the schedule of the person you want to interview, right? So you're at their mercy. But this was interesting because doing the Zoom interview, you could really pretty much get an expert anywhere in the country, anytime, right? Yes, it opened up a lot. So of- it did open up a lot of doors that way, a lot of variety, a lot of experts. I think that was helpful. And that has been beneficial in the newsroom. You think that will be moving forward? They'll still do that? I think they will. It'll be interesting. I say right now, I think they will. Because I think people have been much more forgiving about the Zoom look, you know, because you always want to present it's a visual medium, you want it to look nice and professional. So it will be interesting to see if we do continue that. Now, you said during COVID, you did, was it before COVID that you did a remodel on your living room? I was, it was before COVID. It was before COVID. So okay. I just, it was not a remodel. It's more of a redecorate. Redecorate. Well, yeah. that's, that's good because yeah. then you got to show off your beautiful house during Thank COVID. Thank goodness, because you wouldn't so. want to see it before. It was all dark colors and everything. So yeah, that's still a work in progress there. You know, I'll start something and be really into it. And then all of a sudden veer another direction direction, you know, because something else is going on, like our kids are going to be going away to school and fall. So I'm more focused on that and trying to get that done. And what's going with them and what's leaving yes. their room and, yeah. and all of I that. I will be redoing their rooms, though. They just, oh my gosh. Do it's they like a know tornado. that? Oh, yeah, they know. <laughs> it's like a tornado hit them. I just, yeah, the room, they have things all over the place. I'm like, why? Can't you pick it up? Are you going to make you... them clean their room before they go away? Oh, I try Otherwise, all the time. you get to clean it and tell them that that can be very scary what well, that's you're going to find. Do. That's what I said. I go, I, I tell them that, Lisa, I'm like, I will go through it. They're so tired of hearing my, they're like, here she comes again. I'm like, please pick up your room. Clean that. Give, their idea of cleaning up is shoving it all into a closet. Yes. So I go, doesn't it feel better when you're all nice and clean and neat? And even my daughter's like, that doesn't matter to me. I'm fine. So yeah, wait, it'll wait be till interesting you go visit to them see. at school and yes. you go look at their dorm room. Oh, it's, it's, I bet that will change. It, it made my skin crawl. Did it? Oh, oh. Mm. But you know, my kids came to that. I mean, they had watched me for so many years and that same thing used to, I remember one house I designed, I said, I can't walk by my kids' rooms to get to my room because it'll make me crazy. Yes. (laughs) So I just designed. And then I remember one house we did, I'm standing there and they're, they're literally trying something on and then they dropped it in the laundry basket, clean. Oh my gosh. And I said, that's it. Uh, That's it. You get your own laundry room. (laughs) They started doing their own laundry very early on in life. We've done that with our kids, too, yeah. doing laundry. They've been doing laundry, although I'm like, please don't do mine because they'll throw everything into the dryer. Yes. I'm like, I'm not that. I have to hang stuff up. or I've dry- Please. I think that was a technique my husband used early in our marriage that he put a <laughs> sweater, a wool cashmere oh, sweater no, in the dryer, dryer, and it was a beautiful sweater. And I'm like, you will never do my laundry again. And I think he was going, yes. It worked. The <laughs> no. plan. But he will now after 37 plus years of marriage, he will occasionally do a load of laundry if he sees it needs to be done, which is, I mean, proof that 
we can have changes in yes, life after absolutely. all of these years. And back to the transitions. You're right. You've got a big one coming up. We do. It'll be um I, it'll be interesting, you know? I'm like, oh, okay, I spend all this time with my husband during the week, obviously, and working and all that. So now it'll be the transition of not having, because our the weekends are focused around our children, right? Now we're not going to have every weekend with our kids. So and when you go to the cabin and it'll be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's good. Uh, but I have friends who are empty nesters and they're like, you know what? It's a little sad at first, but it's kind of nice. You get into a groove. You do. You absolutely do. You get to find more peaceful time that you didn't have for a really long time. And it it takes a lot of time to figure out, oh, I can actually sit down, read a book. Oh, yes. Or listen to a podcast or whatever it is. And nobody is going to interrupt me. And that takes time. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I remember when I first had kids, I still remember it because I thought to myself, what did I do with all that time I had before? I mean, it's incredible when you think about it, right? Because when you have kids, all of a sudden you're like time managing, okay, I've got to go, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to be in and out in 20 minutes because I have to do that because they have to go take a nap and blah, 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 blah. And I really was like, what did I do? I had so much time. Right. So I'm like, am I going to be that? Is that what it's going to be like? Am I going to have so much time? Well, I I don't know, but I think that the first, I always tell like new parents that are, all the kids are going away or even the first one that goes away, they really kind of need you that first four months in very weird ways, Yeah, you know? And so they might say, hey, are you going to come out for parents weekend? Are you... And you have three of them, so you could actually, September, October, November, December, you could see one. Be a little busy, Yeah. You know, it's that January, February, March time that it sets in, I think. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you're home too, right? So the winter months. Winter months, it's cold. Yeah. And yes, that's when it's tough. Well, I've been mourning mourning this passage in time because it's just such a strain. You think you're going to have them. Well, you know, this is what you prepare them for, right? Leaving the house. Right. But it's so strange because you have them for 18 years and then all of a sudden, bing. They're gone. Well, and it's a period you know? in time. You're exactly yeah. right. It's another it's transition a in and, your life, and, yeah. right? And then they start to come back, mm-hmm. and then you know, then there's the next phase, and then there's the grandparent phase, yeah. which it's God's gift for not killing your children. <laughs> I think it's really That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I mean, you could be a terrible parent, but you know, God gives you this gift of grandchildren and you think that could be a plaque, I, a poster. <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. I don't think I'm the first one to say that at all. I'm sure I heard it somewhere. But no, it is. It's again the transitions. And and I think to be open to those and maybe tying this up in a nice little bow is, you know, twenty-five years of your transitions that we've all shared and you've done it with grace and humor and oh, all you. of those things and having and made this, it look very easy and made it look oh, easy. easy. I know it's not. I know it's not. And that's kind of what we're talking about too. When you wake up in the morning, are you planned? You know, obviously you go on the air at a certain time and all of that, but what's your morning like? My morning. And as I, after having, you know, when you have kids, you have to kind of be scheduled, planned and have it all figured out. So I'll get up in the morning and try to go through and read 
papers or go online, see what's going on overnight, what had happened and all that. And and then whatever I have going on, like I used to volunteer at the kids, their high school. So I had days that I would go and do that and then go into work. And now I'm not going to have that. No, you have you a little know? more time. You I'll will have, have a little more time. You can volunteer. You're right. I could actually, one of the um, the women I volunteer with, she's like, you can always come back. I said, you know what? Put me on the list. Put me on the schedule. So if somebody calls in, I can be the backup. I'm more than happy to do that. So my day is I will schedule doctor's appointments, this and that. And I, now I'm trying after gaining weight during COVID, after baking and eating and cooking during COVID, I'm like, okay, I need to start exercising again and start getting into that. So hopefully I will make that as part of my schedule. And then I have to be in at work by 2 15 or so because we have a meeting although now we can we do it by zoom so i can easily by phone or whatever and then might so my day starts at work at 2 15. i do think that a lot of efficiencies have come out of zoom and even talking to we had jane haugen olson on oh, okay yeah and talking jane. to her about you know how they work now and the efficiencies of when they come back together you know everyone working and she talked about it as an orchestra it was really fascinating how she saw it but all the work that's being done on the and then you come back together the zoom meetings to do yeah. your prep and all of that i just think that's so much more efficient well it's you know what it's great for me because i am i'm going to be honest i'm constantly running late you know it's like things will run late or whatever so this is nice for me that I don't have to actually be sitting down in the meeting room at 2.15. I'm able to join, like in the car, I'm listening on the Bluetooth, you know, as I'm going in, I'm like, oh, my five minutes late. But yet I'm still involved. I can hear what's going on. So yeah. Yeah. that's been great to be a part of that and to be a part of the meeting every single day on time. And you can still do your job well doing it that way versus the way you did it all those yeah. other years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, not just only with my career or, you know, my business, but other businesses, because I am sure things have changed so much in terms of being at work, working from the office. Yes. Are they going to be a hybrid? Is it going to, do people miss the socialization, you know, right. the there's a lot of that because I already have people starting to contact me about uh, Lisa. I forgot how to get dressed in the oh, morning. Yeah. And another one that happened to me yesterday with a client, she's like, I had to go to my first business meeting where there was more than two people. I forgot how to talk to people. Oh my gosh, really? So then I become yeah. a therapist. But I think there's going to be a lot of that going on in August and September. I think so. And people have to, we've talked about this on other podcasts, have to get reacquainted to their closet. Yeah. You know, because you've probably still worn you know, forget for rent work, the runway yeah. and work stuff, but your everything else, you probably have worn probably 10 pieces in your closet. Yeah, yeah. Everything else you haven't even looked at. Well, that's what most people are doing right mm -hmm. now. So they have to start to re-engage in their closet. They have to become friends again <laughs> with the clothes <laughs> in their closet. And not and the I day think, before the meeting. Yeah. And I think, and especially even with your kids going away to school, your daughter might say, oh my God, you know, I, I don't know if she's going to do a sorority, this and that. You got to look at her clothes, see what she needs. Everyone is doing that. Yeah. And then retail is tough right now. So that's a whole nother story. Tough in terms of what? Because a lot options? of the designers and manufacturers had such a tough time during COVID on all different levels, supply so chain, everything. Back. So they mm -hmm. all cut back. So you got to remember that most designers and manufacturers of clothing are designing the lines a year and a half to two years before. Before. So what you're going to see in the stores this fall really was when COVID hit. Oh, that'll be interesting. It's going to be 
be really tough. In terms of options? Yes. Well, I think yeah. fi- in finding things, right? Yeah. Because and then the retail stores haven't had any business, right? Yes. So they don't have a lot of they dollars to put into yeah. inventory. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's going to be very difficult. I mean, I found other ways, Rent the Runway is yes. one of them, to help so people still feel the best version of themselves. So it's going to be very interesting. It is, because I think you could see it a little bit even right now, Oh, right? Absolutely. Because I think going in, and like you said, the inventory and going to stores, and it's really limited in terms of what they have, oh. whereas before it would be, like, listen, I will go into Opitz at TJ Maxx, and even then, their their inventory is really, really limited, and Unbelievable. you used to have like a big bonanza of things to choose from. So my prediction with that one is wait another year, because all of this merchandise that hasn't been sold in all the stores, and they want to drop get rid of their inventory is going to go to places like that uh-uh. so you're going to probably find more more there more there that's interesting. it's going to be stuff that's been in stores right yeah. or manufacturers that can't offload their stuff but you're going to see a lot more of it are you do you think in terms of because i know some people who go season well this was 2021 spring i can't wear this in 2022 i so don't think about when it's what I feel comfortable in, I think, right? Absolutely. And what I feel I look good in. Absolutely. And I don't have to be. There are some trendy things I may get, you know, but I'm not going to spend a ton of money on the trendy. But I will, I have stuff in my closet from That poses years. a great question. Do you have a favorite piece, something that you pull yeah. out? That Oh, I have a couple of really favorite, where I will lay down some money, you know. I mean, I like a good bargain. But I have a blazer that I absolutely love. It's a black wool blazer. Uh, and I will wear that with jeans. I will wear that on the air. And there are a couple of shoes that I that are my favorites, things that I know I will never, ever get rid of. And you cherish them. Cherish them. So now and you it, feel good when you're... Do you know what I mean? When absolutely. You, it, you can tell. You feel great. I'm like... I love this. I feel great in this, you know. Do you prepare what you're going to wear the day before or do you wait to see how you feel? I mean, if you're doing Rent the Runway, you have a certain period of yes. time that you have to wear this stuff. Yeah. So do you kind of plan that out or not really? I love that question. Sometimes in my head, I'll have an idea of what is the weather like? Oh, this is the forecast. This is kind of, these are things that I can wear this week. And then you're right though, that morning I'll get up or that day and it's before I go into work. Depends on how, how do I you feel? feel. So, cause my husband will ask me, what are you wearing today? <laughs> cause he likes to coordinate the tie with what I'm wearing. That's his thing. We started doing it. That during... actually makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. You're sitting next to each other. So... I've noticed that and it's nice. We started doing it more during COVID because we're home, I wasn't offering because a lot of times I'll leave the house and he'll leave to do something else. And we don't see what each other is. He doesn't see what I'm wearing. Right. And so we don't know. So during COVID, we're there, we're together. So he knows exactly what I'm wearing. And that's when it started becoming a little bit more, you know, daily, obviously. But you're right. It's a lot of it is how do I feel? Do I feel am I bloated today? Maybe (laughs) I'm not going to wear that skirt or that dress, you know? Um, Right. We all we have our bloating days (laughs) and our not Voting days. I mean, Spanx isn't going to even help that. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I do have in my mind the weather, how I feel, and figure it out. And I try not to wear, so I try to space out what I wear. Yeah. You know? Do you repeat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. But Rent the Runway has made it so much easier not to. So I will combine Rent the Runway with my own wardrobe, you know, depending on what it's like. What is it, how I feel, the weather, or whatever. Well, back back to your question, too, about does it have to be, how many people do you know? 
know that only will wear season the clothing from that season. I mean, I'm a well, bargain. Well, I don't teach and train that with my clients. Yeah. So anyone I'm helping, that's that out the matter. door. I'm no. with you. No. I mean, clearly, you don't want to show up in a white tank top in February <laughs> in Minnesota. But you can put that white tank top, if you really like it, over a really great blazer. Yeah. I mean, really. Yes, or under. You don't want to put it over oh. the white. The- I mean, I mean, under, <laughs> under, under. <laughs> or over I mean, and start I, a trend. I, I don't know where I was. We were at a volleyball game somewhere in some small town somewhere during club season. I turned on the news, and bless her heart, the weather person was wearing a white button-down shirt with a Nicky Bicky over it. Oy. Like a little, t- you know, a, a tank, oh. a little teeny strap tank over the, over white, the shirt? white blouse. Oh. And I thought... She needs to call Lisa. She needs to call <laughs> Lisa. You know, what would Lisa do is what is constantly That is in my not head. part of Lisa's rules. <laughs> As my clients call it, Lisa's Definitely. rules. <laughs> no, but it's so true. It, it, it all goes back to the feeling. It's yeah. the, it all look, goes back to the feeling. Mirror, when you look at that and go, yep, okay, I mm-hmm. feel... And, and I think depending on who you're seeing on that given day or so many times I'll think, I'm going to wear that the next day and I'll lay it out and I get up in the morning and I'm like, yeah. no. Oh, I've done that a lot. Yeah. I do like have, in my mind, I like to have an idea of what I'm, the five days, this is what I'm going to wear, you know. But like I said, it changes, could yeah. change yeah. when I wake up in the morning that day and change things up. Well, it's just more efficiencies too, right? It gives yeah. you, you, it's less to think about if you can have some idea. Yes, 100%. Which and one sense. of the things that I talked about during COVID, are you a shoe person? I'm such a shoe person. Okay, well, most yeah. women are. So a lot of people didn't wear shoes during COVID, oh, yeah. right? Drove me crazy. So I would, every once in a while, text certain clients that I knew would be wearing bare feet in, they, yeah. you know, they had their suit or whatever from the waist up. I'm like, put on your favorite high heels because you don't have to walk around in them. You'll feel better. I know, you do feel better. You look down. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when you were in your house during COVID, did you still wear shoes? I did. I still, well, you know what? Because I here's what happened. Never in a million years did I ever think I would buy a pair of Birkenstock. I still haven't. Never. Never did I think so. So a friend of mine's like, they're so comfortable. You need to go and get them. I think I lived in my Birkenstock at home, but I would still wear shoes because I worked Monday through Friday, right? So I would have my heels and wear my heels all the time. I love a good shoe. Yeah. I love a good shoe. So you and still I, put a heel on when you were on air. Oh, you wouldn't wear your Birkenstock. Oh my with, gosh. No, 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 no. Because it wear, doesn't feel right, right? No, no. I would See, wear that, I wear my heels, I, you know, dressed for work and all that. Well, Lisa, you've always talked about the uniform. So the uniform. Yeah, it's your uniform. Yeah. 100%. You got yeah. it. And everyone has different uniforms throughout their day. Yeah. They yeah. do. Now, we have one other question because, and we just started this not too long ago, but Lisa walked with a friend who wanted to know about me. And so Lisa said, well, let me describe it this way. And so she gave a dog analogy. I'm a Labrador and I'm a standard standard poodle. poodle. Oh, you're a poodle. Yeah. Okay. What kind Uh, of dog A standard poodle. A standard poodle. If you were to describe yourself. A chihuahua? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Small? But yippee, small and mighty, mighty, maybe mighty and, and has confidence. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, that's, 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 so, that's a good that one. To my mind. Well, then I that's what you have it. I love she it. wanted that's to perfect. tell me that I was a miniature poodle because a standard poodle would be bigger usually than a Labrador. <laughs> and I am half the size of Katie. You know, <laughs> I said, no, I am not a miniature poodle. I'm you a are standard, standard poodle. poodle. You are a yeah. standard poodle. And, she'll, and she's standing proud as a standard poodle. So yeah. Yeah, I like I that. that was fabulous. Thank you for being here. You know, we do have one more thing to talk about each, and I almost 
forgot, but almost every show we dedicate some time to a nonprofit. And you gave us Nexus Family Healing of Plymouth. Tell us a little bit about your association with them or about them. It started actually... I would say in the last year, one of our reporters did a story about it. So they they help with foster families and with children in foster homes. One of the things they asked for was suitcases because they told the story about how you have these kids moving from home to home and they have nothing to put their clothes in or their belongings in, carrying them in garbage bags and all that. So that's when I was like, my goodness, I've never thought of that. And so I called them up. And I said, well, I have some suitcases there. And at that point, they're like, Amelia, it's been so wonderful. We're so grateful because so many people came and donated suitcases, but we're, we are really at max capacity. And I said, well, do you need clothing? Do you take clothing and shoes and boots and all this? This is like the beginning of winter. And they said, yes. So I went and dropped all that off for them too. But they just do so much more. They help out with foster kids and they also have services to help with mental health issues. Mm. And that is open to the public. So they have many different areas where they're extremely helpful, I think, to a lot of families and a lot of children. And so that's why I haven't been involved a lot, but this past year I did help donate and I helped be a part of, they did a coffee cl- coffee clutch to sort of um, introduce people to Nexus Family Healing. I hadn't heard of them before this. so no, I haven't either. I, I hadn't either. And I'm really glad that now I've learned about this because I have some things that I can call them and, g- and send out. their way. Yeah. 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 They've been really good. And they said it was, it's been, and they have different areas and they're nationwide too, but mm. So I worked with their affiliate here in Plymouth. Perfect. Nexusfamilyhealing.org. Yes. Their tagline, or I don't know if this is considered their mission, healing the past, breaking the cycle, changing the future. Yeah. Wonderful. And if you need to learn more, or we hope you want to learn more, nexusfamilyhealing.org. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. This was really, really fun. And it was so good to have you on our podcast. I had fun too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thinking of me. Yes. And we'll we'll look forward to watching more transitions through the next (laughs) many years that we have with you. Oh, thanks. You are so welcome. We have come to the close of another show. Each one is my favorite. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that everyone gives, it's always just fun. It's fun to get to know people on a different level than where we have had the opportunity to know them, right? Which is either through our our working with them in design or through seeing them on TV. As you have said, all women are the same. All the same. They're all the same. We just I, all do it differently, but we're all the same. And we all think the same. And once you're a mom, you have the same wants stuff you and desires think. and hopes and dreams and all yes. of that. And I think before we end, you said something so profound to me that it needs to actually go out into the podcast waves. You (laughs) said you've always wanted to make an impact on people outside their clothes. Yes, I did say that. And and that is why I am still doing what I do today. And that just touched my heart. And I think that's so beautiful and such a, a great testament to you. Thank you, Katie. So for those of you who want to experience this impact on your own, go to lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And Katie at katieharms.com. Yes. If you want more information on us, you can go to theviewinyourmirror.com and get a little bit more information on us. We loved having Amelia Santanello on with us. What a delight. And we love having you along. We hope that the view in your mirror is always exceptional. Until next time. 